Welcome to the Heart and Soul Wellness Podcast, where we inspire women by teaching applicable skills and tools and assisting them with connecting with one another, healing, and aspiring to their highest selves so they can reach their full potential. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Today, what we're talking about is healing from PTSD. This is our part two in this series. And so today what I'm going to teach you is a surrender sequence of integrating your body, mind, and spirit when you are um, dealing with a nightmare, a PTSD reaction, and uh, high levels of anxiety um, related to past memories. So the first thing I'm going to do is read you a poem because when we are dealing with unresolved material in our brain. It is our subconscious that is um, activated, these unresolved memories, some of what we are not fully aware of. And so I'm going to read a poem to you and it's called The Diver. Nothing breaks the cold surface. I crouch to the oars and dip until the lake shivers. The boat glided through the black water. Alone and losing sight of land, I know the deep water by its sound. A clock in the drawer, I turn the boat toward the dripping trees and drift on a black current. A fine curtain of rain, light and quiet starts to fall. The fish rise to it, hooked in the new air. A hundred greedy moths several hundred eyes attending. The music of rain, I go in for a moment. The hand of water holds me up. I try to relax, to imagine I'm home in my bed, a handful of pebbles trailing from my hand, a feather swimming in the air, a watery cone as I go down. Sooner or later, one misses the stars of home. A billion blinking eyes are, are a sound of deep water. And a stilly, stilly turning of earth is tipped room in space in an hour out of air. I will go up. Okay, I share this because when we are diving into doing our work and healing, the material sometimes is unfamiliar. We sometimes get scared with dealing with um, memories from the past. And so this diving in to these memories with safety is very, very important. Having safety and structure is very important. But it feels a little bit like this poem, perhaps. So I'm holding space for wherever you're at in your healing journey and in your process and letting you know that it's okay that it's scary and it's also okay that it is foreboding and um, we don't always know where we're going when we're diving in but we can trust in our anchor so it's important that you have an anchor and we'll talk more about that okay second thing I wanted to share you share with you this is by Saki uh, his book is heal thyself lessons on mindfulness and medicine Fortunately, none of us escape this reckoning. 
one way or another, we are inextricably drawn into the deep. It is here that we begin, as this archetypal psychologist put it, going down into our lives. Here, here that we have the possibility of discovering within what is most solid and sustaining while slowly learning to embody such presence. In the daily round of our lives, some would call this the soul. Call it whatever you will. Whatever it is, intuitively, we know its absence and its presence in our life. But this reality cannot be seen, quantified, or described in our usual modes of analysis. It has been diminished and thrown into the black box of irrationality. Okay, so this concept of diving deep is is one of accepting what's here and what's present. When we are having a PTSD reaction, our brain is working to resolve unresolved material that was abnormal, that wasn't our fault, it's not something we caused, but the brain is working to, um, the subconscious is working to resolve it. And so we can hold space and compassion and kindness when we're having these experiences, knowing that they are so the brain can heal. The brain processes unresolved material as we feel safe and as we feel ready. So when we're having nightmares, oftentimes know have find comfort and that means that you are now safe enough that your your brain has said we are out of crisis mode we can actually deal with some of these material i had someone come see me not long ago and they said to me i'm so safe now everything's good in my life why would i be dealing with all these all this past because the past has to be looked at. It has to be acknowledged and it can be resolved. So we have two options. We can shut it down like we've done in the past, go into our hypo mode, shutting everything down. You know, hypo arousal is when we, as we talked about last week, um, polyvagal theory means that we don't deal with it, which it's, it's okay that we go to that state. That state was, the state that kept us protected. But as we feel ready, it's important that we dive into the deep as it feels safe. Okay, so I'm gonna to talk to you about my surrender sequence that I developed. This is to integrate your body, mind, and your spirit. Um, so the first thing you do is when you're having a PTSD reaction, your limbic system is hijacked. It's in full force, it is active. When that happens, we want to come back down to our window of tolerance. And in order to do that, we need to go ahead and, um, well, what do we do when we're in survival mode? We have to nourish the body, mind, and spirit. So first thing you need to do is get something to eat and get a glass of water. We've got to remove some of the threat that the limbic system is, um, is communicating or is responding to, reacting to. So we do this by getting a drink of water and getting a snack. You're, in a, you're waking up from a nightmare, take a deep breath. I gotta go get some food, I gotta go get some water. Go get some food and water. 
first, very first thing. The second thing is doing what's called the cross crawl. Cross crawl is, you may have done this in an aerobics class, okay? Have to activate the left and right side of the body. So in order to do that, that you lift your knees up and you do hit one, your right hand with your left knee and then the other side and you go back and forth, back and forth. So it's like, uh, you know, you do your knee raises and so it's opposite. So right to left knee, left to right knee. And you do that for 20 times. Then, then what I want you to do is scale your distress it's actually best if you do it at the very beginning before you get the water and the food, but scale your distress while you're in this step or this stage. The second state, the second thing you do, and this is to get, um, to work with the emotional part of yourself is a grounding statement or something from your future picture statement. If you don't know what that is, that's okay. We'll be going over it next week. But, um, what you want to say to yourself is I am safe and you say where you're at. So like I'm in my in my house, in my room, and I am safe. And then you wanna look around and you wanna describe something in your room to get your mind on board with, okay, I'm in my, I'm safe, I'm in my safe place. Um, the other thing is if you say I am safe and your brain automatically rejects it, which it may do, okay, because you're having an experience from the past, the second thing you want to do is instead of saying, I am, you would say, how would it feel to find safety in this moment? Again, how would it feel to find safety in this moment? So then you are connecting with an emotion and you're also connecting with the possibility of finding safety. Okay. And what does that look like? What does safety feel like to me? What are things that help me feel safe? The next step is you self-soothe with all five of your senses. So something to eat, that's fine. Piece of chocolate, taking a bath with lavender oils or salts. Um, something to hear. I like, um, there's a singing bowls um, recording that I really like that's on YouTube and I'll, I'll send that in the, in the show notes as well. Then, so you want to do that with all five of your senses. And then, of course, something to see. Maybe there's, um, I have in my room, like, a vision board of pictures that and goals I'm working on. So there's a couple. One of them is, says, peace, be still. And for me, I know, like, okay, like, I'm, like it's a picture of the ocean and it's calming to me. You can choose whatever you'd like. But something to see, something to hear, something to feel and taste. The next part is um, journaling about what you're feeling and describing your experience. Then when you do this, taking one to two minutes to breathe in and breathe out. Taking a deep breath in and taking a deep breath out. So doing some mindfulness at the very end. This is something that will integrate your body, your mind, and your spirit. Um, when you've done this, I want you to scale your emotions and your experiences at the very end. So scaling, what's my distress level? So I started at an eight. 
where am I at now? Okay, so now what we're gonna talk about is how you can create meaning and how you can create safety with post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, or depression. So the first thing is acknowledging that you're feeling what you're feeling and there's a reason why you're feeling it. So the more we can seek understanding and compassion when we're healing, the more we're going to befriend ourselves instead of disconnecting, okay? So um, when we talk about disassociation, basically what it means is we're checking out from an experience, which is totally normal, and it's something that helps us to survive when we're healing from PTSD. It can become a pattern over time, and so we want to talk about integrating the brain, left and right side of the brain, and uh, working with our prefrontal cortex. And using that surrender sequence, integrating body, mind, and spirit is gonna help you do that. When you're thinking about your self-care and your mental health, you always wanna consider your emotional needs, your phys physical needs, your spiritual needs, and your sexual needs. So acknowledging all four of those parts of yourself are very, very, very helpful when you're healing. Um, the second part I want to talk about is creating meaning. Now, um, honoring your feelings is a really um, helpful tool when you're healing. So instead of disowning parts of yourself or saying, I shouldn't be feeling this thing, just really honoring what you're feeling and when you're feeling it. Safety is critical. So sometimes we don't feel safe really diving into deep experiences until we really feel more ready for that. And a good therapist can help guide you through that process. So what I want to talk with you about now is a three-step process to first accepting or acknowledging what you're feeling. That's the first step is just acknowledging I am feeling post-traumatic. I'm dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder right now noticing where you're feeling and describing your experience. So if you can do these three things, acknowledging what you're feeling, describing your experience, acknowledging where it's at in your body, just by acknowledging it, it oftentimes will bring your distress down. And then as you're able to acknowledge your experience, then we talk about nurturing activities that help you feel safe. So let's talk about some nurturing activities that are helpful in healing from PTSD. We've already addressed some of them in my uh, healing from PTSD part one. So this part, we're gonna just be talking about some other activities that you can integrate. Um, yoga is one of the ones that we've talked about. Writing is very helpful in processing out emotions and feelings that are uh, feel stuck or trapped in the body or in the mind. Um, anything that gets you into your prefrontal cortex. So when we experience trauma, we either go into that hypervigilant mode that we talked about. So hyperarousal, hypoarousal, and then the middle space is our window of tolerance. So activities that get us into the prefrontal cortex. Writing is a great one. Um, playing Sudoku, Sudoku or like a math game definitely will get you into your prefrontal cortex. Um, going for a walk. You're using left, right, left, right. Basically, you're um, integrating your left and right side of the brain when you're doing that. That's really positive. Um, calling a friend. 
talking through some where you can actually use talk about what you're experiencing, but then also identify some helpful tools with what you're experiencing. And there are times when maybe talking is not what you need. So really thinking about what things nurture you. For me, if I can have like some Bengal spice tea and a good book, like I am happy and content and I need something grounding when I'm feeling something emotionally distressing. So I like, I like tea. I like reading a book. I like going for a walk. These are some of the nurturing activities for me, but yours are going to be very different. So really thinking about what are some things that when you're doing them, you feel a sense of groundedness, you feel a sense of connection. That's going to be really important in you moving forward with your healing journey. So um, what I want you to do at the end of this podcast is I want you to think about what activities deplete you, what activities are nurturing and they give back to you. And for the activities that are depleting, you can also think about what would help me feel safe in this activity or what are some things I can bring into this activity before I start that might give me more energy. An example is a couple of deep breaths, uh, maybe before you go and do something that's anxiety provoking. Um, another idea is um, playing music when you're studying or you're doing your finances or anything like that. It's a way of bringing nurturing into what you're doing. But go ahead and make a list at the end of this podcast, activities that are nurturing and those that are not. The science shows that when we use movement, art, writing, things like this, it really is helpful when you're healing from PTSD. Doing some activities that are um, getting into your, you into your prefrontal cortex, but are also activities that you enjoy are very helpful. Um, now, the second part of this is thinking about activities that help bring out the kid in you, activities that help you connect with your inner child. Um, with all the years of therapy that I've done over time and time again, even with women I've worked with that are 60 or 80 years old, they still really love the work of connecting with their inner child. This isn't for everyone, so I totally get that if this is not your thing. But it is really helpful when we're healing to think about what were some of the activities that we enjoyed as a kid. Um, what what was what did I what do I like about those things? What were nurturing about those things? And seeing if you can reconnect with a piece or part of that, and utilizing that to help with your recovering, helping with um, soothing when you are having a, a PTSD reaction, uh, helping with getting grounded, helping with um, basically taking your next step. And the other thing is at the very beginning of the day, okay, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how, what things are going to show up for you. So at the very beginning of the day, writing down four things for yourself. How am I going to connect with myself emotionally? How am I going to connect with myself physically? How am I going to connect with myself spiritually? So acknowledging these areas so that you can stay focused on a goal or direction during your day is going to help. Now, sometimes my clients will put like a grounding rock or gem in their pocket. And when they're feeling anxious, they'll just reach into their pocket and just remember, oh yeah, like I've got this, this helps me to stay grounded. 
also a mantra or something positive that is something that is helpful for you. Could be a quote, it could be a scripture, it could be um, a mantra, it could be anything. So something that helps you to feel grounded. And when it gets really intense, even just going outside and putting your feet in the grass, getting grounded into earth can help with um, bringing you back to a place of balance and center. Okay. So now what I want to talk with you about is um, um, something that comes up a lot. And so here is one of the meanings that is harmful when you're healing from PTSD that I'm going to just talk about a couple of them so that you can see um, which ones are present for you and how you want to adjust those or change those. So something that's very common is for us to identify as our trauma. So like the meaning that's harmful is I am trauma. Like my life is trauma. Um, this is just a continual pattern in my life and nothing's going to get better. Okay. So, um, a broader identity is you are more than you have suffered. Think of your different roles in your life and your varied interests, your goals and your hopes. So thinking about where you're going and nothing is permanent. Think about life. Think about right now, this moment. It's not permanent. It's going to change. So if you can remind yourself when you're in the moment of having a very difficult uh, situation or PTSD reaction that what's happening in the moment isn't permanent. So then the question becomes, how can I find safety in this moment? So when you think about the nurturing activities, think about the activities that help you feel safe. Um, you know, what things, what, what things help you feel safe? Maybe there's, um, a song that helps you feel safe. Maybe Going outside helps you feel safe. Maybe um, journaling helps you feel safe. Maybe calling a friend. But thinking about the activities that also create safety. And then list the ones that, that you don't feel safe with. And the people you don't feel safe with. And it is not bad to um, take a break from those activities or those people who don't feel safe to you. Setting those aside. It is self-care to put yourself first and say, Right now, I need to worry about my safety. And the people who care about you in your life are going to value and honor the fact that you need to feel safe. And that is a very brave step to take. And it's one that you can do with support. But thinking about who are the people in my life that are helping me to move forward and are supporting me on my journey and who are the ones that are not. And it's okay to, to set boundaries or take a break or end relationships if it gets to the point where it is getting in the way of your recovery. So thinking about this week of what helps you to feel safe? What are your nurturing activities? Thinking out about physical, emotional, and spiritual needs. And then this idea of um, accepting whatever you're feeling in the moment, knowing that it's not permanent that it, that moment will pass and then there will be another moment to work through. So sometimes you can even say, I'm just going to get through this moment and make it to the next one. 
take really good care of yourself. And it was an honor to be with you today. I look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for listening to the Heart and Soul Wellness Podcast with your host, Sarah Carter. Make sure to like and subscribe. And if you have any thoughts about what we talked about today, leave a comment. Also, you can find us at heartandsoulwellness.org and on Facebook and Instagram. Join us again as we continue to help women heal, connect, and aspire to their true and authentic selves.